But I just want to share with you a verse from 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 10. And it says, For the sake of Christ, then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And I just, I love this verse because it, it, it encourages all of us um, that when we face persecutions in the workplace or in, in the, the world outside of church, um, it is, it's, it's fine because it's when we are weak that God makes us strong. Um, and we're going to pray in a minute for, for the persecuted church, meaning the church in the world that face daily persecutions and for the missionaries in the world that um, almost risk their lives um, to spread the word of, of Jesus. Um, so can we just bow our heads as we pray um, for the church? So Father Lord, we thank you that we are so privileged to, to be able to worship you freely, Lord, and not have to worry um, about the fact that we can just come and just worship you in this place, Lord. And Lord, in this time, we, we just ask that you will continue to strengthen and encourage us, Lord, in the world and in the workplace, Lord, where we may face persecutions and, and ridicule and hardships, Lord, for being followers of you, Lord. And in this time now, we also think of the church throughout the world, Lord, that struggle to meet, Lord, to, to learn about you and to, to worship you, Father. We pray that you'll continue to have your hand upon them, Lord. We pray for the missionaries in the world who risk their lives to spread your gospel, Lord. We pray that you'll continue to, to keep them safe and to encourage and strengthen them doing their work, well, your work in, in this world, Father. And we just pray that you'll continue to, to grow our church and to grow your church in this, in this world, Lord. And we pray that we may continue to be a shining light for you in this dark world. And we pray all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. Um, so the scripture that I'm reading is Matthew chapter 9, um, verses 35 to 38. Um, and it starts with, And Jesus went throughout all the cities and the villages teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the labor, laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. And um, right now, in this moment today, there are still millions of people who have not even heard the name of Jesus before, um, whether it's because they live in a remote location or um, there just isn't scripture in their language. Um, and so right now, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to pray for those who are believers that God will call them to go to those places and to those people groups. So let's pray. So, Lord of the harvest, thank you. Thank you for being the type of God that leaves the 99 sheep and goes after the lost one. Thank you for being faithful and delivering your promise to save souls, to be the savior of the world. Father, right now, would you stir in the hearts of believers here and all over the world a desire to go. God, would you, would you remind us of who we were before you and who we are now 
and that there are still people who have never met you, who, who, are, who are ready to hear your name, who are ready to accept you at any given moment. And so God, would, would you burden our hearts for the things that burden yours? And, and will we go and proclaim the gospel to those who have never heard your name, whether that be across the world or whether that be in our, our office or wherever it is, God, would you open our eyes to the harvest that is all around us, to the harvest that's on our sports teams or in our workplace or even in this room right now, God? God, I just ask that you would open every heart right now and speak to them. Call them to go, Lord. Help them let go of whatever it is that's holding them here. That's, that's keeping them in bondage. That's keeping them afraid. And God, we just ask for an extra dose of boldness to do whatever it is that you're calling them to do. To let go of whatever it is that's holding them back from being obedient to you and stepping out in faith. Teach us how to use our gifts to be laborers for your kingdom, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I believe we are all missionaries. If you are a Christian, I believe you are a missionary. Uh, you are called uh, to the places and the spaces where God has put you to be salt and light. And um, many people say, well, you know, I just, I just don't know enough. And I say, well, just tell people what you know but never be satisfied with how much you know. Continue to grow in your depth and relationship with Jesus and your knowledge of Jesus and your knowledge of the gospel and then just simply tell people the impact that that has made to your life. Just, to, just tell people what you know, but never be satisfied with how much you know. And God will be faithful. He will use that. And uh, just speaking about that uh, we have um, mission partners that we have uh, partnered with around the world and uh, they received the call um, to go and tell people cross-culturally about Jesus and I want to give you some feedback from them. Uh, many of you will know Joe and Balkus. They were here around February last year. They are in Honduras and uh, they are missionaries and they provide um, love and care to many, many children, uh, needy children and families um, who are just in, in desperate situations, uh, not only just filling their, their, their tummies and trying to put a roof over their heads, but also sharing the gospel with them and discipling them. And this is what they say. Um, they send lots of love and they say, uh, but I just want to summarize and just tell you um, what, um, how things have been going. They say, personally, we are doing incredibly well. And in spite of a difficult year last year that included the beginning of the COVID pandemic and some difficult situations we went through, the Lord has been very good and faithful to us and our family and ministry are now flourishing and stronger than they have been in many years. We are excited to share with you all that the ministry here in Honduras has been, that ha it has been growing exponentially and words really fail us in sharing how well things are going in spite of the difficulties caused by the pandemic. Whereas in the past we were reaching out to and feeding around 30 children in one location, listen to this, we are now reaching over 140 children weekly in three locations. Through this continual outreach, we and our team are providing meals twice weekly to children, many who are extremely needy, and food packs to their families. We also regularly visit homes and pray for families. 
We are instructing and discipling the children through twice weekly children's church, ages four to 14, and weekly youth group, ages 12 to 17. The programs are very dynamic and each week more children show up. We and our team have also built a home for a needy family who are living under a plastic top. We have built a house of refuge to house single mom families in crisis and have purchased equipment or aided many handicapped or sick children with special needs such as wheelchairs, meds or other urgent needs. We are also assisting various youth with school costs or internet access for lessons. Additionally, through one of our volunteers, we are tutoring around 12 children per week who have learning disabilities. Other projects um, have included building a bathroom for a family without one, a garden project, and the provision of barrels to families to store water. It is also too early to share many, many details, but the Lord has been opening doors for us to impact children in the Philippines from here in Honduras. And by next year, we hope to be, to be able to share in more detail about that project as well. He goes on and says, and Lord willing, in the future, when things improve with travel difficulties related to COVID, we pray the Lord to finally open the door for a mission team from Sunrise to be able to come and serve with us for a week. That would be amazing. Uh, and they just um, gave me a couple of bullet point uh, prayer requests. They say this, um, to see more and more spiritual transformation in the children we minister to, to see them truly walking with the Lord, to see broken families healed and restored, more job opportunities for families, especially, especially single, uh, single moms, for, as a couple, for us as a couple to maintain balance in ministry and in our personal lives, and for our relationship with the Lord and with each other to always remain strong, for continual protection over us and our team and in our travels, and for continued financial provision, and for more folks to partner financially with us, with all the growth we are experiencing, costs have increased along with the growth. Much love, Joe and Belkis from Honduras. Uh, there's a couple of photos that they sent us. Um, yeah, so I think that's, there's Joe with one of the children. And then the next one is their youth program, uh, having some fun there. And then the last one is the after school program where a couple of volunteers get together and help those who are uh, with learning uh, difficulties. Um, the next photo is from the Salvianos, Nelson, there's his family. Um, the Salvianos are, are located in Brazil, um, and since 2004, Nelson has developed a pastoral uh, training program uh, that he uses to train grassroots pastors in shanty towns and remote regions. Uh, he's built a network of relationships and developed a leadership team to help him train pastors, something that's uh, also pretty close to my heart. Um, he is passionate about uh, expositional preaching, preaching uh, through books of the Bible, verse, you know, almost verse by verse, and that's what his mission is, to go and teach other pastors to do that uh, throughout Brazil. Um, a couple of things he says, uh, just from a, a personal side, he says, Marcia, that's uh, his wife, and her family uh, still feel the premature death of their brother Wallace. Uh, we have been praying a lot for his wife and their four children, so he left a wife and four young children. Wallace was a fine 52-year-old Christian lawyer who entered the hospital with COVID-19 on December 4th and died, unfortunately, on January 4th. So let's just keep them in our prayers. 
he says, uh, we currently have uh, three training courses in progress, two in person, one online. And there are many pastors linked to, uh, to Nelson and his uh, ministry who are suffering uh, without jobs and wages. Uh, the government is failing to help everyone. We have tried to meet their needs as much as we can, but it hasn't been enough, I'm afraid. He says, we have managed to donate a lot of food, clothes, and other items, but the big problem has been transportation. There are remote places with unpaved streets and poor access conditions where these grassroots, uh, grassroots pastors live and minister. We have a small Volkswagen up and we are praying that God will give us the resources to buy a bigger diesel four-wheel drive car with a large trunk in order to serve a large number of people in extreme poverty conditions. And he too sends their love to us. Uh, next is from Sean and Katie. Um, they are doing great. They, they ended their two-year commitment in Uganda and they, they are now back in the States uh, working. But this is what they say. Since returning to the US, we still stay in contact with our Ugandan partners and friends on a daily basis. We are continuing to find ways to help support their cause, including working to start an organization to help disciple and help with educational and economic opportunities for the students as they start to graduate from high school. So as hard as it is to be away from the students that we love, we know God, we know God can use us and our gifts to continue his mission in Uganda. And then uh, second, lastly, Jonathan and Michelle, who are in Spain, they say, we continue to dig the foundations for gospel movements in Spain uh, through activating prayer, engaging the culture, uh, making disciples, and forming churches. Uh, and there's a picture of them, uh, uh, maybe we've gone past it, there's a picture of them right at the end, and they just say this personally from them, we as a family are doing well despite the difficult confinements caused by COVID. Each of our kids are enjoying their stage of life and interaction with those around them. Uh, Michelle and myself have been struggling with minor health issues, but Michelle was recently cleared from a melanoma scare. Praise Jesus. Recently, God has honored our, our frugal mindset and 13 years worth of savings and blessed us with a new home, way more than we could ever have dreamed about. And we are looking forward to seeing how God uses the space for his kingdom. And they, again, send lots of love. Uh, Dan Breyer, who was also with us last year, you might remember he was on the Logos ship. Uh, his tenure on the Logos ship has come to an end. He's now uh, teaching uh, in Tunisia, a very uh, largely a Muslim country. And uh, his heart and his desire is to reach uh, the Muslim children. And so he's teaching science and he asks for a lot of prayer and strength uh, in that particular environment. Um, and then lastly, I just want to thank you guys. Thank, thank you to all of you who uh, partner with us uh, so well. Uh, and because of your financial partnership, uh, as many of you might know, we take 10% of our annual budget and we give it to our mission partners and, and various causes here on Ireland as well. Um, and then just recently, we were blessed with a very, very large donation and with and what we've decided to do on top of the 10% that we uh, give away from our, with, regarding our budget, we're now gonna take 10% of that donation to add it to our 10% donation from our budget and also give it to our mission partners and again, various um, causes here on Ireland. So thank you so much to all of you who are missionaries, who mission uh, not just in the places and the spaces where you are, but you, you partner with us financially so that 
God's word can continue to go forth here on Ireland and again all across the world. So thank you so much to that. And again, a big shout out to those of you who uh, did the walk, uh, the fundraising walk for Greg. Greg, one of our our founding members, was knocked over by a car and uh, we're trying to raise some funds for all of his medical expenses. So thank you to all of you who who did do that. Um, again, if you, if you missed the walk, you can still jump onto the ARC website, that's A-R-K, the ARC website, and you can make a donation there towards his medical expenses. So before we uh, turn our attention to the screen for a video, um, I would like to um, pray for our mission partners, um, if you wouldn't mind joining with me in that. Father, what a, a privilege it is to to be able to partner with, with our mission partners, with these families who have given up their lives, given up their comfort zones, to go to places where they have been stretched, really stretched. Uh, but you have been so faithful, Lord, as I, I read their, their feedback month after month. I can just see your hand of protection over them and your grace, how you've given them capacity to do what you've called them to do in some very challenging situations. And so, Father, we bring all of their prayer requests before you, the God of the universe, the God of the impossible, and we're asking you, please, would you continue to lead them, guide them, protect them. Let the gospel go. Let it go mightily from them. It's too good to keep to ourselves. Let it go. Empower them, give them capacity. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us uh, financially so that we can in turn be a blessing to them. And I pray that they would be good and wise stewards of those resources for your glory, for the extension of your kingdom. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.